T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. First and Pod, we made it to the playoffs. Danny Parkin's Andrew Filippone. It's going to be easy pony. Every team, every game, every week. Although it is super wild card weekend, we have six whole games to get to. You think we can manage? And two of the games, frankly, suck. So that should make it even easier. I mean, two? Yes. Two? You want to go three? I mean, do I hear three? Get can I can I get four? Well, one game's an even matchup with teams that nobody takes seriously. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, but I mean, I'm not I'm not dying to watch Giants Vikings, so that's not it's not a great game, but it's a, it's weird, man. Like the NFL expanded. And ESPN gets the great game for Monday Night Football in terms of the the storylines and the ratings, but it's pretty easy to mock Super Wild Card when you get these matchups, these teams, these records. Like this is this is not this is not yeah. super in terms well, of the caliber let, of football. Yeah, let let's you know let's start with that Bucks Cowboys game because it is the most it it is the biggest one. In, in terms of just the quality of matchup and how the two teams stack up against each other, but also the notoriety of both yeah. teams. I feel like we have not gotten enough information or reporting on how ESPN and ABC got this game. And I don't think that's just like, a you know, you and I both work in the sports media, so we're nerdy about this stuff. Wouldn't you like to know how that happened. I just assumed that that was going to be the game that was late afternoon Sunday because that seems to be where the biggest wild card game has gone the last few years. And a game that we've said will produce the biggest ratings in wild card history. You and I have been saying that for months when it became apparent this was going to be the matchup. It ended up on ESPN and ABC. I'd like to know how. I'm very curious. I I assume that there was something in there with, hey, we are introducing Buck and Aikman to Monday Night Football. So congratulate. We, we've solved your Monday Night Football pro- problem, right? Monday Night Football doesn't feel small anymore. Monday Night Football has Buck and Aikman and the Manning cast. Like, they, they have fixed Monday Night Football as like a big broadcast destination. And putting another network into the Super Bowl rotation in terms of network TV just drives up the competition 
for CBS, NBC, and, and Fox. So given that they don't have games in the divisional round or championship weekend, my guess is it was we get the first pick wildcard weekend. Last that, year they had Cardinals-Rams, which could not have been the first pick when the Niners and Cowboys played against each other. Correct. So to your point, it had to change from last year to this year. Correct. So in this game, let's start with Dallas. I always say on like the Friday shows, I do like, if the Bears win, this is what it means. If they lose, this is what it means. If the Cowboys... That's an original sports talk radio gimmick, by the way. I might steal that from you. That's why I'm the best. If the Cowboys win, they beat an 8-9 and nine team that they were favored over. Nothing happens. If they lose, what happens? Bare minimum, Jerry Jones gets Sean Payton on the phone flying home to Dallas, I would say. If not, Sean Payton is in a secret location in Tampa and he's flying back to Dallas and they're already starting their interview process right then and there. I mean, I think that's right. I mean, that's at least on the table. So, so Jerry, my, my, Jerry Jones has to figure out in that moment if if he can if he knows he can hire Sean Payton, McCarthy's gone. If he's not sure he can hire Sean Payton, then it gives him something to think about. I don't, so I'm, I'm saying, I don't think Mike McCarthy is immediately fired. I don't think it's like uh, Herman Edwards coming off the field at Arizona State this year. Hey, you're done. But right. he'll start to look at his options as soon as this game is over. He's old and he's obsessed with winning. You can't be complacent at that point in life. So do you think it's because they hired McCarthy, who is a high-profile coach, the Jimmy Johnson problem that Jerry Jones had is officially over, that he he would take another Super Bowl even if it came with a superstar head coach and the coach got more credit than him? Do you think McCarthy ended that? Because Sean Payton strikes me as a different level of celebrity coach, even though well, they're both – Parcells. He had Parcells in between Jimmy Johnson – I, I know, and it didn't go great. Like No, it did not. Um, so, like, I, I, I wonder, I, I, I tend to think that, I, that, that you're right and that it's over, but I wonder if it would just be for Peyton or if he would just say, okay, Sean Peyton, Jim Harbaugh, hell, let me, let me see what it would take to get Sean McVay. You know, like, like how, how crazy he would get I mean, hell, man, maybe just Dan Quinn. Well, I was just going to ask you that. Do you do you think that there's a – I think there's a greater than one – somewhere between like 30% and 0% is him either promoting Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn to head coach. Yes. Because he's done that with Wade Phillips. He's done that with Jason Garrett. I mean, that's that is in the Jerry Jones uh, resume – Multiple people seem to think that Dan Quinn is going to be a much, much, much better coach the the second time around. And the defense, yeah, I'm not buying that. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it, it seems to be a very popular league opinion. So I I do think if he loses, McCarthy's just gone because of what you're talking about with the patience. Like I I think that he's he will just he there will have to be the the axe will have to fall on somebody and. 
the rest of the team is fairly well established and he will he will shoot high and Quinn might be fallback but I I think that McCarthy would be gone by Monday can I circle back to something that or we by talked Tuesday, about? by Tuesday I'm going to circle back to something that we talked about when it was a red hot topic in September and October then we completely forgot about it because the guy had a horrible game against Philadelphia and it ended that conversation if you eliminate the Dak Prescott horrific game where he implodes like he did against Washington in week 18. If they went to the Cooper rush, let's just run the ball and play not to lose. Do they beat Tampa? I know you can't win a Super Bowl that way. Like they could not beat Philly in Philly. They definitely would not beat San Francisco because their defense. But if they went and played, if they had Cooper rushing at quarterback for this game, would you take the Cowboys? No. Knowing the style that would come with starting him. Yeah, I mean, dude, Zeke hasn't looked good. He's rushing for less than four yards of carry recently. How about like Tony he, Pollard? Yeah, no, and, and Pollard does look good. So, I mean, if you were committed to him, but some of that's been in the passing game. Um, I, I think Dallas should win, but Dak leading the league in interceptions and 11 interceptions in his last seven games and Tampa basically resting everyone last week and the week before we saw them look good, and they're talking about that they're the healthiest they've been since week one. As disgusting as this is, I expect Tampa to win. Oh, I, expect, I expect them to pull off the upset, Mike McCarthy to get fired, and Brady to be talking about them going on a run in the NFC. That's I think that's the NFL world we wake up to Tuesday morning. So you're actually falling victim to their... Is it the healthiest their offensive line has ever been now? And Brady's not going to be against Micah Parsons and the team that produced the third I'm highest pressure rate? I'm not saying that they're going to be good. I'm saying that the, the narrative will be Brady found out a way to win in the playoffs as an underdog in the playoffs and got someone fired. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty. And I think they would lose to Philly. And I think How many points? Get, give me a number of points. What is your expected point total from Tampa in this game? 20 if you said it at like 23 and a half I'd take the over 20 24 26 27 well, that's the there. perfect number because they've only scored more than 23 points two times this year yeah yeah in wins so one of them was against Carolina I know they scored a lot against Kansas City but that was mostly cosmetic scoring on their part are you um, who are you picking Dallas or Tampa I just don't know, like, I've heard a lot of Tampa buzz because of what Brady did against Carolina, a team that literally had you and me at corner in that game. They were down to practice squad defensive backs. The guy that they had on Mike Evans was getting burnt downfield where there was like five and a half yards of separation between the two guys. Have you That's seen not Dallas? Happen. That's not going to happen in this game. It's just neither not. team is good. Neither of these teams are good. I disagree. I think Dallas has a chance to be good. A chance? Yes. It's the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I'm well aware of where we are right now. It's it's January 12th. It's the playoffs. Okay. okay. I don't. Think I think the Cow- I think I'll I'll put the I think the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. Oh, you're out of your mind. No, I'm serious. I bet them at 13 to one today. Yes, I would. 
Okay, you say, but like, but like, are you betting them? I, I, I don't think you want this to be our show bet because you seem incredulous over it. So, well, no, no, no. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, have, have, you said, like, I would do it. Like, have you, Andrew Phillips? I think among the teams, if I'm going to put in a future bet before the playoffs start, I think among the the category of teams who can win the Super Bowl, I think they are obviously on the low end of that spectrum. Yes. But you get the best odds on them. So. You know, Tampa, obviously, Tom Brady. You like them at 13 to 1 more than you like the Chargers at 21 to 1. So, absolutely, because the path. No, I know the about path. the path. I'm aware. I'm aware. The path. The Dallas okay. path. I like the Dallas path. The Dallas so they, path is a seventh round quarterback when no quarterback, the, the, the latest round pick quarterback to win a playoff game is TJ Yates as a rookie. So I'm not convinced that Brock Purdy is going to be fine in these playoffs. I'm not. Wait, wait. You have you have Dallas. You have Dallas going to San Francisco now and winning. I think. Well, I'm saying if they got to an NFC Championship game, by then they would have gone to Philly and won. So if they go to Philly and win, why can't they go to San Francisco and win? They would have proven by then that they can beat a really good team on the road. I don't put it past them to beat Philadelphia. Is that what it is for sure? It, it reseeds. Yeah, so they're the five seed. So it would take the Giants or the or, Seahawks or winning for yeah, them to right. not go to Philadelphia next. Right. Okay. Well, you're you hate this take. I know you. You're I, biting I hate your tongue it. on it. I hate it. I think it's a terrible take. I, I listen. I think they're losing in this game, and I think they would get destroyed in Philly. I don't, I don't, I don't like anything that I've seen from them. You think they get destroyed in Philly? What has Dude. Philly done to deserve that? That we're not. The this isn't Thanksgiving thing, the night. The only reason Philly hasn't looked good is because of Jalen Hurts, and then he's going to have all this time off. He's going to be fine. Dude, Philly is a much more complete team. Dallas. T- I don't know what Jalen. I don't know what Jalen Hurts' injury has to do with the way their defense is played. T- turning the ball over, and Mike McCarthy. And not being able to run the ball consistently. And having Tyron Smith playing right tackle now because they've got three different injuries on the offensive line. That is not a good recipe for the Dallas Cowboys offense, buddy. That is... I think Tampa's defense is going to cause more problems in that game, honestly, than Dallas's defense. I, I, I think Dallas is broken right now. And I don't think Mike McCarthy's the guy that, got, that, that has the tools to fix it. No, sir. Well, that's because you think Mike McCarthy's tools are like a box of jelly donuts <laughs> and a large Coke. I mean, you're like, am I am I wrong? You you just crap on the guy at every turn. We'll see. I'm looking forward to talking to you. He's coaching against Todd Bowles on Monday, not Bill Walsh. Danny, may I remind you? All right. Well, so you and I differ on the biggest yes, game we of the weekend. You've got Dallas. I got Tampa. I like it. Ravens Bengals, the Sunday night game without Lamar Jackson. He made a statement today on his knee. It was very detailed on the specific grade of the sprain and the inflammation, and he ruled himself out. What's your take on this situation? So I have a hard time. I have a hard time criticizing people for things that I would do. That's kind of one of my rules in life. I don't like coming off as a hypocrite and 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 calling out people where if I was in their shoes, I could see myself making the same decision. 
What I will criticize Lamar Jackson for is just tell us the truth. I think we're living in a world now where fans are way more accepting about things like this than they were even five years ago. When a college athlete says he just wants to concentrate on the draft and he doesn't want to play in a bowl game, we're like, makes sense. We get it. Look out for yourself. If he just says, look, I don't have a contract beyond this year. My knee's not 100%. I don't want to risk it. Do that. Great. Like, that I could get down with. But what I don't like so much is don't try to expl- don't try to make don't try to make this out to be this injury that is so debilitating that like no one regardless of who they were would play on Sunday night with it. Like I know he didn't quite say that in the statement, but that's kind of right. how I took it with how specific he was in outlining his injury. That's the way I interpreted it. Like, hey, this is way more serious. Well, if it is, then he should have a major problem with the way the Ravens have publicly addressed this injury from the second it was diagnosed. When they said, oh, he'll be back in two or three weeks. When your coach was telling people that he would be back in time for the second Steelers game. They have done a disservice by him. Big time. Well, so a couple things. I like when players are specific with their injuries because of what you just said at the very end there. Teams have a tendency, like they employ the team doctor and the team doctor is going to be deferential to their employer. And we've seen this before. Uh, Justin Fields, just this year, I'll just give a couple of Chicago examples. He came out and like they were like, well, maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. And he was like, no. My shoulder is really messed up. If the game was tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to play. It was a slight tear of this, this, and this. And he like explained it. And he took like complete agency and ownership of what the story was. And I'm sure the Bears weren't thrilled because the NFL hates divulging in for injury information. But if they're like, yeah, he could play, and then he doesn't, he feels he like it's bad. He, he looks bad, right? Another example, much more high profile, Derek Rose. When Derrick Rose was, quote, cleared to play by the Bulls team doctors, he had to come out and be like, I mean, yeah, they might have, like, cleared me to play, but I'm not ready to play. Like, I'm not comfortable playing. Like, he wasn't, like, over the mental hurdle of being cleared. And that, honestly, hurt Derrick Rose's reputation for years. Because, But it was like, hey, man, like, I was going to be ready to play in a couple more weeks. Like just like my thing with them is like, why put it out there to damage him? Now football's different, obviously, because it's such a week to week thing and the contract is hanging over him. But largely my point is when someone takes ownership of their own injury, like Lamar, I assume he is telling the truth when he's listing the grades of the sprain. So I like him taking ownership of it. Now, if he was signed to a five year, 240 million fully guaranteed contract, Would he play? I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. I assume you're right. But doctors have, some of these doctors who have not looked at his knee, but a lot of these, you know, football doctors who are on social media or on TV. I don't trust them. (laughs) Well, why not? Now, who who are they? Like, so we know that the team doctors are always going to side with the team. People that now work in media who were doctors, 
you're saying that they're so I mean, just like, like, like that, 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 pro football, that pro football doc guy who like is aligned with like that. Dr. David Chow is a dear friend of mine. So no, do he's... not say yes, he is. I could text doc. I could get Dr. Chow on speakerphone right now. Okay. Okay. Well, he took Clay Travis's so tread blood lightly. Okay. <laughs> is he a more of a dear friend to you than I am? No. Okay, well, then I'll say what I want to say. He, the guy took Clay Travis's money, and he diagnosed his injury off of television. It's completely ridiculous what that guy does. It's completely absurd. Even if he's right nine out of ten times, it's still 10% that he's wrong. That's insane. It's the medical profession. You're not supposed to be wrong 10% of the time. Like, it's okay to be wrong with that amount when you're gambling, but not when you're deciding on a play call, but not when you're diagnosing a goddamn injury. But the point is, like, regardless, man, Lamar took him out himself out of the game. I think that he – I think it's a little harsh to say that it's purely motivated by money when he played this season with the money on the line. And the worst-case scenario here is that the Ravens franchise tag him, which guarantees him, like, $50 million next year. Like, so he does not have money problems. So I'm I'm not, I don't really think it's totally fair to put that on him. I believe that he is genuinely hurt, but I also believe that him and the Ravens are breaking up and the Ravens are going to put the franchise tag on him and they will try to trade him off of the franchise tag. That's how I think it ends with Lamar Jackson. As for the game, if Tyler Huntley plays, the Ravens can do things. If that dude who played last week, what's his name? Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. Then it's over. And we will not be watching Sunday Night Football into the second half. And that game, because like the Bengals will bring their A game for the playoffs. Tyler Huntley is like RC Cola, Lamar Jackson. Like, you know, Lamar Jackson very, but he is a difficult player to game plan for. But RC Cola catching an unbelievable stray here from you. They will be advertising anytime soon. Cross them off the list of prospective endorsements. I mean, I like Tyler Huntley. Jesus. I'll drink an RC Cola in a pinch. But I do not think Tyler Huntley is any good. I've watched him now twice against the Steelers this year and once last year, and I think he's brutal. He carved up the Bears last year. Well, again, the Bears have been the last two years one of the worst defenses in all of football. Didn't well, Mike the White carve exactly them up? The Steelers, but sure. The Bengals? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Bengals defense answered the bell in the playoffs last year twice. Yeah, they did. And in the play, in, in the, the playoffs, Super Bowl too, you could say even they didn't lose that game because the defense really. Well, so what chances do you give Baltimore of winning? Zero. Okay, so we're on the same page. We're pacing at an unbelievable level right now.